Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, the Padres will look to even up their series against the Giants in San Francisco. And here at Petco, we've got Mike Janella, who often shows up to the program looking pretty at the expense of a full stomach. I, I overslept a little bit. Didn't I, have time. I, I needed time to get my makeup on, so I chose the makeup over the donuts. Alongside Mike, it's Randy Jones, who's corrupting the youth of America, one producer at a time. Seth, tell, tell him. What are we saying in baseball, Seth? You're not cheating. You're not trying. That off, boy. <laughs> you go get him, kid. And rounding out the crew, it's Mike Grace, impressing the youth of America, one producer at a time. I had no. a really nice catch last year in the press box, bare hands. So it, it can be done. You're so cool. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Randy Jones, and Mike Grace. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to Padres Social Hour. I don't like uh, two blooper sound cuts in the intro. That's going to really inflate his ego, I think. I'm not sure how I feel about it, that. It doesn't happen that often. Don't panic, okay? All right. Okay. Good. Just, I want to make sure about it. And he sounded like a 12-year-old boy in one of them. <laughs> I'm just sitting here uh, reading your tweets right now, okay? Oh, about yeah. the show. Oh, so um, you had little, all pre-show to do this. <laughs> he's an, and he's an angler mode Instead, right you save it until now. <laughs> Welcome to Padres Social Hour. And uh, glad that Randy Jones can swing by for a second straight day. <laughs> Yesterday, we told you about getting your headset on in time for the show. Today, you were hey, ready. Right on schedule. So, improvement. You're coachable. Yeah, but wait. It's a long show. It is a long show. And Mike Grace is back. Hi, Gracie. Good How to you see doing? you, man. You too. Our first one I, together. I know. I like it. I like Very it, good. too. Right. Should be how's, fun. Uh, how's the All-Star action going? You getting all set up, geared up? Wait, there's, yeah. there's an All-Star MLB. game happening here this here year? Here in July. Okay. The All-Star game is okay. going to be here in San Diego. Yeah, wow. our friends from MLB are here. He's on top of it. So, man, I like uh, it. A lot of meetings, a lot of uh, preparations, a lot of uh, lot of work going on this week, getting ready. Because um, yeah, it seems like every game, every game I see, I see him four or five times. I'm not sure he sees me, but I see him. He's running somewhere. Going I've always got something in my ears, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, do. I don't know what to do in life if I don't have some sort of headset on. <laughs> well, then I'm glad you're here. You feel yes. like you're at home. This is my Just third home right yeah. now. It's here. amazing what we might it. hear today from Gracie. Yeah. Yes. See what might slip out. Lips are sealed. Ooh. Can't talk. Okay. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah, yesterday we teased that uh, we announced the announcement of the All-Star uh, spokespeople. The announcement for tomorrow. For Thursday. 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 That's so tomorrow. you don't have to tell us who it is, but do you know who it's going to be? Oh, Mike? I know. I know. Oh, okay. Oh, I know. And Randy tell. knows too. I can't tell. Oh. Ooh. Lips are sealed. How about that? Um, during the conversation, use hashtag PadresSH to chime in on social media as we get this thing going. Also, jump in on the chat happening at Padres.com slash social hour. We're getting you set for uh, that. Game two tonight at the Giants. 7-15 first pitch again. James Shields for the Padres looking for his first win of the year. Johnny Cueto on the hill for the Giants. Uh, Randy, we talked about this yesterday. You, you're you going to win 60. You're going to lose 60. <laughs> and what you do with the other 42, 42. games in a season uh, determine how you do it. And uh, the Padres are, are burning some of those 42. That is exactly right. You're burning those 42. You have an opportunity. You should win some ball games. And, hey, you're not making the most of those opportunities. You know, and, and, and good ball clubs have to do that. You have to do that. You can't be losing 60 in a big lump. You know, that's not a good idea. Last night was a weird one because, all right, you go into the game. You're facing By the way, my headset's falling apart here, so you guys keep talking. While oh, yeah, good. It's good that Blooper shows that happening. <laughs> like, we were trying to cover for you. How about that? We were trying to cover for him so that he could get it fixed, and now uh, Blooper has to show the world what's going I on. I like it. I was on a tight shot of Randy. I had to get out of it somehow. All right, <laughs> we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Minor issue. We're yeah, set. Anywho, all right. But no, go ahead. You go into the game, Madison Bumgarner. All right, you know it's going to be a tough game. You get a few runs. You score four runs in a game that he starts. Mm. You feel like that's a game you want to win. Just 
didn't work out. Pomerantz didn't quite have the stuff that he's had. So, I don't know. I was very conflicted watching well, last it, night's game. And it's little things. You know, a pass ball by Norris and a, you know, a wild pitch and, and then a run scores. And, you know, you, you make one mistake and it goes out of the ballpark, that type of thing. Those are little things. That, to me, they get magnified a little bit. Especially when, you know, like, like I talked about, you know, those are games you're supposed to win. That's part of those 42, in my opinion. Uh, That's what separates winning teams from exactly. literally from the losing teams. You know, and, and, and I, I know Andy Green and his commitment in, in his managing and what he's trying to achieve here. And, you know, what, what you can't do is do those little things to beat yourself. And he'll continue to strive and work on that. And, 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 I, and I, I buy into what he's trying to do, but it, 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 it's, a, it's a work in progress. So let me ask you this. He says after the game, Andy Green, I'm, I'm happy with the fight. We put ourselves in position to win. Now, we already know, we've discussed this on the show, moral victories are garbage. Yep. But how, if you keep putting yourself in position to win, as a blind squirrel finds a nut, will you eventually win? Or is this something where you can only get so far and you'll plateau because that's the worry, I think, for this team is that they keep putting themselves in position, but they don't know how I, to cash that position in. I, th I think that's, that's up to your manager and your coaches to make sure that you, you continue to, you know, you know, send the message there. Be persistent in, 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 uh, and make sure you hold the guys accountable to make them better. That's what you have to do. And I think sooner or later, it's, we always talk about a game of failure, and that's how you really get good at playing baseball. You fail, you learn, and the next time you don't let that happen. And that's the key to this game. Especially the a team concept, you can't be making the keep making those little mistakes. Are you are we seeing them learn yet from the failure or I, not? I, I think so defensively. I I've do. seen I them agree. clean up a lot of things defensively. The catchers, like you mentioned, still have a lot of work to go. And maybe yeah. what's going on with Norris behind the plate? We talked about how hard he's hitting the ball without the results, but maybe that's affecting. Yeah, some does of that his bleed defense. over into the defense? I mean, he'll never say it, but I think no, it might can't. Be. But I mean, yeah. to, to to clank a ball like he did. I mean, some of these they're not just like close to balls in the dirt. I mean, it's just. Flat loss it's, of it's a loss yeah. of concentration on some level. But, you know, not to make excuses, but some of the injuries we're seeing are having an effect. You have first and third, one out, but you're at the bottom of your lineup, and the bottom of your lineup isn't quite as strong. You've got a guy like Jamile Weeks who comes up in that situation. Now, you didn't start the year with the club for a reason. You would have had a probably a stronger hitter there a little earlier in the year before some of these injuries. And I, and I you know, agree. And th those are all things and that – And somehow you got to clutch. we got to find a way to get that one more hit with runners in scoring position. That'd make all the or difference in the world. Or so, a sack fly. Yeah, or a sack fly. makes so much difference if you the do the little things it, like that. The way I see it, I think that's the biggest problem. I mean, the bullpen has been a well. tire fire lately. But it's – I think of bowling. When you bowl <laughs> – if you keep getting – you knock down nine pins, but you don't get the spares, or you get only spares and no strikes, you have a very low ceiling. And that's what I see with the Padres is that they have so many guys they put in scoring position, they put guys on base, but they don't have that knockout punch. There isn't the bases clearing double. There isn't the three-run homer. We haven't seen that yet, and we saw that last night in that eighth inning. They put some guys around, but you don't have that decisive and, blow. And I think to be successful, you're going to have to have that defi you need decisive that. blow. Yeah. You definitely have to have it once, and then you've got to kind of build that confidence well, it, and that culture. That's and, right. And that's what Andy Green and his staff are trying to do. That's they're trying they're to build trying that to winning culture. And then there's a lot of little different combinations every once in a while. I mean, and you'll hear me say before the year's out, somebody go out and pitch a shot out. Okay? That would be nice. Starting pitcher, go out there and pitch a shutout, for heaven's sake. Somebody do it. Yeah. You know, say every once in a while you need that. It's a combination of everything. But, you know, the, you know, you got to pick each other up. You know, you're struggling or whatever. Don't be afraid to go out there and so pitch let me, a shutout. Let me ask you this because I, I saw this as sort of two things that were a problem for the team last night. Number one, the shutout thing. A, get deep into games first. 
Uh, yesterday okay. with Drew Pomeranz, only four and a third. Uh, you know, Bumgarner throws 114 pitches. He gets into the seventh inning. Pomeranz, 101 pitches, gets into the fifth. That domino effects into the bullpen. The hitters yesterday couldn't get that decisive blow or that big rally. What do you guys think is a bigger weakness for this team right now? The fact that they can't get those monster innings or the fact that the starting pitching has been setting up the bullpen maybe for some failure in later in the games? I think the, the biggest favorite runners in the scoring position, I think it's on that side. You know, I, I, the bullpen has disappointed me, uh, you know, lately. But, you know, we're on the starters of yeah, – but it's that ham and egg. You've you got to have some consistency in, 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 in these things. And we're not seeing that. You know, you like, and I get frustrated sometimes. You find too many ways to lose instead of a few ways to win. And, you know, and, and you keep seeing that. And we just got to do a better job, play more solid baseball. And, and I think if you continue to do that, then you start buying into it and it becomes second nature. And I know that's Andy Gwynn's question, his approach to what he's trying to do with this ball club. And, and he's certainly not going to give up, nor, nor will I. You know, but you, you just have to do it, you know. You know, like John McNamara, one of my old managers, said one day, and it made so much sense to me, when you play six months in 162 games, you're not going to be 100% every day, but you can give me 100% of whatever you have that day. And I never right. forgot. You've been Confucius this week you know, with your sayings. Well, right? I'm just saying that I never forgot that, and it's true. No, it's, it's you absolutely know, like true. You're going to be 70 80%. Okay, but give me 100% of whatever you got. And that's a, and a good approach for the players. Would you rather have a start? Would you rather have James Shields tonight go eight innings, one run, or would you rather the team go seven for nine with runners in scoring position, Mike? Uh, the latter. I think at this point, uh, I'd like to see more out of the offense. I think that's where their potential is. I think earlier in the year, you're almost across the board. You're going to see pitchers going shorter in games, starting pitchers. They have to work into those seventh, eighth inning, seventh, eighth inning outings, uh, especially a young guy like Drew Pomerantz, who's probably going to be on an innings limit, a pitch limit down the road. Uh, if this is mid June, then yeah, I would want to see pump more out of Pomerantz going deeper. The problems. I looked into this and comparing it to the other teams, the division leaders in the NL. So the Padres this year, there have been 20 games they've started. Right, 11 of those 20 starts, the guys have gone at least six innings. Only three times have they gone seven innings. So 11 and six, 11 and three, 11 and three. Those are the Padres numbers. You look at the Nationals, it's 15 and 10. Cubs, 17 and eight. Dodgers, 12 and seven. So maybe it's a wider pitcher thing, but the Padres specifically are having a lot of problems with starters giving them long outings. Well, you, I think you, it really. You want them to go deeper in the games, and these guys, you know, want to go deeper into the ball games. But I think it's just about a matter of being efficient and, and you know, getting outs. I mean, you saw Palm Wrench. Really kind of struggling with the breaking ball. And, you know, as soon as he's missing in the dirt with that, and you know, where he established that early his last start. And that's going to get your pitch count up right there. Yep. Guys, you know, now what if you're not throwing it for a strike, nobody's swinging at it. They're not going to They're not gonna bite on that. And so you are, you got to be careful. You get cut that fastball away either from the left-handers or in on those right-handers. And, you know, you got to be a little bit more careful when you don't have that secondary pitch as effective. And so your pitch count's going to get up. And that's, that's not surprising, but – you know, we're all just, <clears throat> as a starting pitcher, you gotta got to find a way. I mean, in the old days, we, we would pace ourselves. You know, and it was just human nature. We did that because we, we planned on going nine. I mean, I don't think too many guys warm up in the bullpen. and think I'm going nine and, and, and turn no. around the bullpen and go, hey, guys, take the night off. You know? Yeah, I'd that. love to hear the last I, I, guy I, 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 actually I, I, did yeah, that. I did that a few times. Hey, boys, have a nice night off. We'll see you later. It's you know? just kind of funny because – 
the last few Padres teams have been really good at certain things. And if you would have taken the starting pitching they've gotten for the most part this year and put it last year, that team would have been in really good shape because you had the last three innings with a really good bullpen and the year before an even better bullpen. Now they used the bullpen pieces they had to bring in younger yeah. players, and so the bullpen got to get weaker. it all together at so once. It's just yeah. like, they, they, and that's what they're building to, obviously. But it you is, know, it just hasn't come. It together is frustrating. Is just Andy Green's lineup? Is it Andy Green getting closer to setting this lineup a little bit that we're seeing day in and day? Yeah, out? I mean, I don't know. Uh, you can't without Spangenberg and Solarte. It, it's, it's yeah, those are two part, big holes. Yeah. You know, but I mean, that's, he's trying to do that, make the fit. My, does Myers look good in the two hole? Yes. Huh? Yes. All right, we figured one thing out at least. Yeah. I, I think with Jay in the in the leadoff. I think one, two, three, we, we're looking pretty good. All right. A third of the way there. <laughs> Figure I'll, it out. I, and I'll say um, that, yes. No, I mean, for me, it's uh, – and we're going to go to break here in a sec, but it's definitely that you need to have the, the timely hitting because uh, the bullpen, as bad as it's been, a lot of these games have been winnable, um, and it's just a matter of getting those runs late. Last night, the eighth inning, I think, was a, was a prime example. Um, all right. We've got a lot more to talk about. We're going to – Talk. It's National Pretzel Day, guys. We're going to talk some pretzels, I think. Uh, the replay system. I know, Mike, you're a big fan of Ugh. replay in baseball, so we're going to talk about that Good. and uh, and plenty more. But first, want to let you know the next Padres baseball night in San Diego giveaway is a brown and yellow Padres hoodie presented by Toyota. Hoodie looks great. All fans in attendance on Saturday, May 7th for the game against the Mets will receive one. A variety of sizes will be available. Tickets are limited. Get yours today at Padres. We come back, and it's pretzel time on Padre Social. All right. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padre Social Hour. We're back here inside the AMR studio with Mike Grace and Randy Jones. I'm Mike Janella. And uh, just a stat I looked up over the break. We were talking about the Padres not being able to get that those decisive hits. So uh, in late and close situations this year, which is seventh inning or later and the tying run at least on deck, batting average OPS, the Padres are actually league average or better. Run scored, second to last in the majors. Mm. So they're getting hits but not driving the guys in. That's, that's yeah, a problem. That's a, lot, called, a lot of first to third. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of first, first to third, but no yeah. hits with runners in scoring position. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, so we got some tweets coming in here from uh, at hashtag PadresSH. And now uh, we've got Wendy whose last name I won't try to pronounce, Ficucciello, I think. Uh, what's up, Randy Jones, wearing golf clothes? Did you come from the Lynx? Is this well, what you wear on the course? No, I just, you know, with Padres win a game, I wear you know, baseball stuff, Padres stuff, you know? Okay, so I'm wearing those, golf stuff. Forget it. I'm, I'm not wearing rules. boots. I'm wearing my tinnies. And, you know, I need some W's. I'm getting a little irritated. I, okay? You are not the only one. Just a taste, w- right? Just I, a taste. I just tease me. All we're asking for. I don't for. care if Quato's pitching tonight. We got James Shields on. We got Ari's. Yeah. Step up. Let's let's beat somebody. Sounds good to me. Sign go. me up. Right. Um, speaking of teasing you, I said we're going to talk uh, pretzels, pretzels, and Where I think they? everyone here thought I had some. Well, surprise! I don't. I said talk <laughs> about pretzels. <laughs> okay, that's, that, that's the end of that discussion. I'm done. No uh, pretzels. I'm not talking. <laughs> so we just walk off. Yeah. We'll unionize about pretzels. Uh, pretzels are bust. Picket line outside. <laughs> no, so it's National Pretzel Day, which I saw today on one of those calendar or whatever. So I figured, what better time to talk about ballpark food here on the show? So there's been obviously a lot of new vendors and stuff here around Petco Park, but pretzels are traditional baseball food. You can get everything now here, cheesesteaks, fancy sandwiches, uh, you know, soft serve ice cream. But in terms of favorite classic ballpark food, what's your favorite? What's your go-to? Oh, my goodness. 
You're asking me. Yeah, the guy who, who actually I, puts I, food out of the <laughs> really like the bar. I really prefer the barbecue. <laughs> you don't say. You know, you know the one thing, 25 years ago, when I, when I started the Randy Jones you know, barbecue at the ballpark, at the Murph, and the one thing I was is, is, is a kid, you know, being up at Dodger Stadium, and they always had the Dodger dog. Which is awful, by the way. You know, it's, yeah. So. I, I kind of like it. You know, but you're well, wrong. The one thing is, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not it's a, it's a, it it's a, it's a dog, big hot yeah. dog. So. It is, yeah. I'm more that, of a quantity over that's quality. Where I, that's where I came up with, the, you know, the big big half-pound hot dog, two to one. Oh, yeah. You know, and I really wanted to barbecue those and sell them because, you know, it's, it's a bigger hot dog than the Dodger Well, dog. then you got that monster, too. Oh, right? yeah, the mon- it's a monster. It's a half-pound all-beef hot dog in a big giant bun. And Giddy up. Oh, man, those are so good. And, they are good. Know, and to just continue to. Continue to be a good seller. Right, but so you'd lean toward the hot dog, yeah, the, barbecue, yeah, meat. The barbecue, yeah. yeah. I okay. mean, I'm, I'm big on that. If we're putting the pretzel in traditional ballpark The pretzel food, is in the arena here. I'm going to yeah. go ahead and say the pretzel because I, I love a good soft pretzel. I actually sold soft pretzels at uh, the ballpark in Arlington when I was in high school. Really? At Rangers games. I was I was actually working the first time the Padres ever played an interleague game. They played the Rangers Did you make any money Texas. selling pretzels? No, but I ate my weight no, in pretzels. Not too much dough <laughs> in that business. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> but no. Here's the thing, uh, and you probably know this too about spoilage. If you, uh, if something, comes I can't out of, wait to see where this is if going. Com- if something comes out of the box broken, you throw you it, you throw it, it in the oven, cook it. You get to eat the rest of it. As long as there's a little piece left that you get to claim with the uh, the bean counters at the end of the night. Hey, that was there spoilage. It was broken in the box. So yeah. you're so you're a pretzel guy. Absolutely. See, I just—it's like too—I don't know. I love pretzels. It's not at a baseball game. This doesn't strike me as as baseball. Uh, it's got to be a hot dog. I mean, uh, come on. I'm Let me ask you this: You can get like chicken tenders and fries. Do you count that as traditional baseball food? No, or no? no. Okay. I mean, it's nachos, well, you hot a, dogs, a, it's a shrimp taco, popcorn. natural baseball food. No, yeah. no. For, for now, I mean, now for me, it's an acai bowl. Uh, oh, <laughs> so Seas- fancy! At yeah. Seaside Market, it's like the best thing ever. Because for me, whenever <laughs> I go any sporting event, for me, usually the chicken tenders and fries come as a combo. So that's what I always go for. Because again, yeah. quantity over quality. I like getting the biggest bang for my buck. Uh, but if we're going, that doesn't count as traditional. Then hot dog for sure. Yeah. yeah. Which I, is why I guess I like you, you just know. like to get them all stacked up right there. Yeah, right? yeah. ideally, yeah, yeah. Just put them on blooper. Nice. You've got to have an opinion on this. Randy Jones barbecue. Oh, oh what boy, a, what a uh, nachos, sellout! Nachos, nachos, nachos. Messy okay. but good. Cheese, yeah. peppers, yeah, cheese, everything. Whole thing. Tri-tip nachos. That, those are the best. Tri-tip nachos. But that's not really traditional. That's not traditional. traditional. Not traditional. We got so many guys towing the company but line. Delightful. I think. I think traditional ballpark food is changing, gentlemen. Yeah, which is the that's why I don't think, about this yeah, I think, no, we gotta, I think there's no such thing anymore. Traditional is the old stuff we're talking about because now ballpark food is literally anything. It's amazing. It's all over the place. Real quick, though, hot dog, what do you put on it? I'm basic, you know, I like a little mustard. I go gross. mustard ketchup combo Ooh. swirl. It's a mic Put thing. them both. Right, so you do what, that too? That's what I do. Nice. It's a ketchup mic should mic not be on a hot dog. See? Where else should it be? I agree. Ketchup Ket- goes on burger. everything. It goes on your fries, man. Don't put it on your dog. Mustard and sauerkraut. Come on. It's, it's so good. It's Sour, I don't like sauerkraut. Mustard and ketchup. Do the swirl is, back and forth with a crisscross? Yes, that's oh 100% what I do. We're going to share a dog next game. Yes, well, yeah. we are. Even I can't my barbecue wait. guy go, hey, where's the sauerkraut? I said, bring me a can. I'll warm it up for you. All right, so team sauerkraut, even though you don't like mustard You want to bring your own can. Um, let us know. Again, hashtag PadresSH what your favorite ballpark foods are or uh, get in the chat going on at Padres.com slash social hour. All right, so uh, we're a little bit on different pages in terms of the ballpark food. What about ballpark replay? 
And Mike, you uh, tweeted, I forget what you tweeted Ooh. last night during well, the, the it, review late in the game, but you do not seem to be a fan of the system. No, I mean, first of all, I'm not a fan of the challenge system in general. I love that there's replay, but I don't think it should be a manager's job to fix an umpire's screw-up. I mean, when you pitch bad, was there anybody there to fix it for you? Later. No, you, you just had to wear it. So I, if it's me, I would have the booth watching back in New York, and it would not be umpires, first of all. It would be you know tech nerds like Blooper or somebody <laughs> like that that you know have a great eye for things. And as soon as there's a possible cha uh, challenge, they give a little buzz to the umpires, say, hey, hang on. They're watching. The umpires don't have to get on a headset you know, and they just turn it around quickly. There's no challenge systems. I don't think it's the, uh, a manager's job to fix an umpire's mistake. I agree 100% with that. Yeah, you so know. here was, Mike, we got your tweet. So you tweeted last night, what's the point of the challenge system? Is it even a real thing? So the, the so Giants didn't have a challenge right. late in the game, but they asked the umpires right. to look so at it, the way and it they thought they yeah, should. So the way it works, again, in case anyone isn't unfamiliar, so a manager gets a challenge to start the game. If he uses it and it's successful, he gets to keep it for a second time. Right. That's only until the sixth inning, right? Or the seventh inning. Yeah, after the sixth. Yeah, so after the sixth, starting in the seventh, you can't challenge it, but like Bruce Brochi did last night, you can say, hey, Blue, how about we take a look at that one? It, what do it, you think? It, it is And they almost always say yes. Yeah, they always say so yes. So then there's no strategy involved, like, oh, it's a really borderline play, but I want to save my challenge to later in the game. Well, you don't have to do that because the umpires will go ahead and grant your wish to review the play, even if you didn't have a challenge or it's a uh, you know, it just bugs me. It is really bugs me. You know me. what, but if you're going to have replay, have replay. And, you know, and they're going to get a little anal about it, and I'm sorry they are. But if you're going to do replay, do replay. Get I, over it. I think you know. I think it should only it's be like used. It's like second base on a double play ball. I mean, I think when replay started, I think it was better then. Just home run calls, fair and foul, limited to that. Because once you start doing judgment calls, then the whole game's open to replay. Theoretically, yeah. you're going to start doing ball and strike replays I mean, soon. No robot umpires. I'm so ready for robot umpires. <laughs> I mean, last night, perfect example in the ninth. It's just bad. It's just they are not good at calling balls and strikes. It is bad. The technology's there. Robot umps. I don't care about the human element. Any of it. Robot umps. Isn't that the, the hey, charm you, you of you baseball, know what? though, hey, is that no subjectiveness? You, no. well, you can't even yell at the umpire. Back with it. Go to a robot. Right, I if mean, you can't yeah, get hey, tossed anymore you know, these days. You're going to hurt his feelings. I'm sorry. I, I don't think I'd be very socially You technically correct. could, I think, now with all the technology, just base calls. You know, there's got to be sensors in there. There's got to be chips and balls. You've got to be able to something, theoretically something run awful, a game without humans. Something though. awful has to happen, though, in a, in a major game before something's going to change. They don't ever change anything without a major incident. Well, Somebody yeah, has to get killed at home plate for him to change catcher rules. I mean, it's just the way of things. There's going to have to be a really bad blow somebody's, call in somebody's a Somebody's going to sniper an umpire behind the plate and we're going to get robots. <laughs> we're not uh, going to talk about more. Come on, not advocate for any of that. No, no. violence, Randy. I'm not, I'm not, well, that's what it's going to take, probably. Probably. They probably, they'd probably rather have that than some of the rants you uh, well, want. <laughs> well, I mean, number one, I mean, if you're going to keep the human element, it's, well, let's let you argue and yell about it. And that's, that's human, part, too. That's part of the game. Andy's but, good at it, too. You know, now, now, yeah. As and now, almost, uh, you, hey, you know, he can do whatever he wants behind the plate, but you can't even yell at him about balls and strikes. That's ridiculous. That was half the fun, you know. No. I'm you tell you. the umpire, kick your dog, you know, and things like that. And, That's why I think, you know, yeah, either get rid of it altogether or I'm in. Or just go back uh, to you the, know what the it, basic it, stuff. Uh, <laughs> your, your violence uh, is all over the place <laughs> right now. See, the, yeah, you're sparing yeah, no one. Think maybe, about poor Archie. Maybe I ought to stay away Come from on. the barn. You know, maybe it's when I get in around the barn, I get a little. 
crazy. So. <laughs> ah, it's that, you know. that, we gotta, uh, let me put it this way, though. If okay. you went to robot umpires, it'd be a better better strike zone. Pitching would be better. Well, that for sure. I'm telling you. And it would be less fun, the whole, like, oh, what kind of ump do we have today? Big zone, well, small zone, you, but you, you'd get the – You could yell at him and then nobody get kicked out because he can't hear you. Yeah, come on. It would be less exciting, but I guess a little bit better for the game. If that's what we're going for. Better for the game. Why would we want to do that? (laughs) Not at all. Uh, Tweets coming in on our food discussion. We've got uh, Calm Down Darren. Uh, Nothing like a ballpark dog and peanuts to me. Peanuts are good. Peanuts are good. I like it. Um, As long as you have a good drink for them, though, because you can get a little bit dry mouth. Uh, Carly, uh, Layla 87 her handle, jalapeno ketchup on hot dogs or garlic fries. Ooh. Carly Noyne, that's Jal- a friend. Jalapeno uh, mustard. Carly. I think jalapeno Please mustard. Please make your, your acquaintance, Carly. Jalapeno, I've never had jalapeno ketchup. I'm not sure if I'd like that or not. Bacon ketchup, that's good. Oh, interesting. Um, all right. Well, uh, again, let us know uh, what your favorite ballpark foods are on this National Pretzel Day. And also your thoughts on replay. Should it be amended? Should it be eradicated altogether? Uh, you know where we stand. Uh, Robot umpires is pretty much the conclusion from this, from this discussion. Uh, in the meantime, we are also calling all casual wine drinkers and connoisseurs. You probably couldn't get a Pinot casual. Noir back in the day at the, uh, at the ballpark, but you can today. Padres Wine Fest, presented by Southwest Airlines, returns this Friday, May 6th, before the Padres take on the Mets at 740. Sample wines from local and regional wineries while you relax and unwind. Party starts at 5. Get tickets at Padres.com slash party. More Padres Social Hour on the way right after this. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. We're back here on Padres Social Hour, and Randy Jones again without his headset on as we come back from break. There we go. Okay, just making sure, making sure. Uh, Some tweets coming in uh, from our food discussion before. Uh, Friar Gal says a dog needs ketchup and mustard and onions and relish. So she just says put it all on there. Uh, Let's see who else is going on. Uh, Jellyman tweeting in that – the name of the show needs to be changed from Padres Social Hour to Mike Janela Comedy Hour. Hey, oh. Eggs, I'm hilarious, be I bet. Uh, I said one tweet in the first 20 minutes, it was about RJ's clothes. Well, Jelly Man, tweet us then. You hadn't tweeted us yeah. all show. Ask us some questions. We'll get you, you know, the on. the one thing, uh, you know, Jelly Man did mention something about Perdomo. And I, and I, I mentioned to you before yeah. the show started, I've really been impressed with this young man. Yeah. How he's come up, you know, not sure, but I think finally now he gets, he's getting the idea he – he get big league hitters out, and if it's something mentally you need to have, you've got to, you know, in your own heart and your own mind, hey, I can get these guys out. I can do this. And he's starting to buy into what he's doing, and I like it. I like what I'm seeing. I like the confidence level that I'm seeing. And Nothing it, above and he, single A before this well, year. I'm That's a big you, jump. He, he is a talent, and, and uh, of course, the coaches and, and, uh, and uh, Andy Green saw something in this young man to keep him. And uh, I, I'm really kind of excited. I know I saw him working on the split, and I know he's still working on that. hasn't perfected that even close. But I really like what I've seen from this young man, and I think I think it's going to be a nice addition in the long run. I think it's going to really pay dividends. I think for this ball club. Yeah, and I mean, people I really talk do. people talk about why did they keep him? Because this guy could be a, a strong starting pitcher down the road. Yes. This guy is not like futures it. game guy, electric arm. Yeah, yep. I mean, this guy. You're you're not looking at a closer here. You're looking at a guy in the middle of a rotation. Possibly. Uh, yeah, so that's I, why you I'm, take a gamble I'm on a guy a rotation like this type guy. down down the road. That's so right. and I mean, you throw a kid out there that's never pitched above a ball on opening day, opening day against the Dodgers. I mean, there's going to be some nerves. Well, sure. They, you got that little so. bump there. Like I said, you learn you learn from your mistakes and stuff. 
Minnesota. I think the young men's adapted real well and doing a good job. Looking strong. They really do. Yep. Right. Uh, we've got some uh, breaking news coming in since we started taping. Uh, A.J. Casavell from uh, MLB.com, Padres beat writer, uh, tweeting, and this has been confirmed by some other sources as well. Austin Hedges, he was out in the seven-day DL with what was then a uh, laceration, is now out six to eight weeks, yeah. a fracture of the handmade bone. Uh, in that injured hand. So that's, Not that's good. big news. Yeah. What went from just a one-week thing is now multiple months. Yeah, I'll go bright side. I don't think you need the hamate bone. I think that's one of those that they just take out whenever you, when you do break it. So hopefully you're not looking at something that's a continual issue down the road for him. Well, that's what, you yeah, know, that, like that's like what Will Myers had feel. with his wrists and things like that. But still, I mean, as well as he was playing, you just hate to see a kid that's too lose much. that development time, lose that uh, – confidence and momentum they gained and hey i mean Derek now you go from focusing on getting better to just getting rehabbed and it kind of takes you off track yep. uh east village times tweeting do you think maybe norris settles down now does this help him maybe knowing because everyone on twitter all over the place norris has a bad game a couple pass balls bring up hedges hedges catches so much better catches on fire with the bat does this at all help norris no, no. I, you know, he's a professional. He's got a lot of work ahead of him. And every night preparing for the pitch, starting pitcher that he has and what he has to do, and he's locked in. And in my opinion, uh, you know, Norris will be fine. It, it, he's going to do a job. Uh, it, would Hedges have that opportunity? Well, hey, when you struggle, you, you know, if you're underperforming, that's what happens in this game. You know, but overall, I, I, don't, I don't see Derek Norris even, even thinking about that at all. Trust me, he's not reading the tweets, folks. Don't don't get emotional, but you know he's not reading them. What? I can Sorry. only imagine if there's Twitter Apologize. and Randy's day how he'd be you know. reading that. Yeah. Uh, yeah so <laughs> Austin Hedges now out reportedly six to eight weeks. So uh, best of luck in coming back uh, from that, Austin. Definitely want to see you back at 100% as soon as possible. Domingo's Padres, presented by T-Mobile, returns this season with the first one on Sunday, May 8th, before the game against the Mets at 140. A popular tradition from the late 90s, it's a family-friendly celebration of Hispanic culture, including food and drinks, entertainment, and themed activities. Tickets at Padres.com slash Domingo's Padres. We have a phone guest calling in, I think, in the next segment. Find out who it is when we come back after this on Padres Social Hour. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. We're here inside the AMR studio getting you set for the Padres and Giants, game two of their series at 7.15. More tweets coming in about uh, food at the ballpark, and really what goes on a hot dog has become the new uh, discussion that's come out of that discussion. Uh, Brian Gray on Twitter saying, mayo and onions on my oh. hot dog. Please. Whoa. That's awful. Brian, I don't I'll know I'll about buy the that, onions. Man. I don't know about the mayo. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, moving on to something that's good on everything, some Cholula. Time for the Cholula hotline. Yeah. How did I do that? That was pretty that's good, good, right? Segway. Segway, man. And joining us now from Fangraphs on the Cholula hotline, it's Eno Saris. Eno, what's happening? I'm still waiting for my free Cholula. Yeah, so Jeff oh, Passon, too, a couple yeah. weeks ago on the show. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take some orders. It's in back order for you guys. <laughs> what, what goes on your hot dog? You know, mustard, ketchup, mayo, all of it, none of it? I, I think the mayo thing sounds disgusting when it's just with onions, but I've had the, the Sonoran dog, the Arizona. Oh, know, I've had that one, too, yeah. Yeah, and that one has, I think it does have some mayo on it, but it also has bacon. And putting bacon on your hot dog, it seems just like, so wonderful. I love it. So that's your that's now, your you know, what do, what do you yeah. like on your hot dog though? Let's cut to the chase. What do you like on it? Me, 
I'm the mustard guy. Just there you mustard. go, man. Maybe a little bit of relish. But, uh, maybe a little. Mustard. How about some onions? A little onions, maybe sometimes. No. Well, I got a little heartburn situation. So. All right, there you go. Yeah, gotcha. now Mike, uh, both Mikes here are, are ketchup guys, and you and Blooper are mustard guys. But all right, we did not bring you on, you know, to talk just hot dogs and condiments. Uh, we brought you on to talk about uh, this article you wrote for Fangraphs that I caught today about pitchers in cold weather. And Randy here with us said he used to love pitching in the cold because, uh, well, you tell him why. Well, Randy. you know, it, it, it wasn't about my stuff itself. I didn't, I didn't see my stuff being affected one way or the other. I just knew that uh, yeah, I would rather pitch because hitters didn't really like to hit in cold weather or rainy weather. They, they really didn't want to hit. And I even go back to college days. If we had a rainy day in college. Hey, I wanted to pitch. Those guys didn't want to be in that batter's box. And all it takes is one jam shot or one off the end of the bat to electrocute your hands. You know, and, I, and, and so I always took advantage of that. I thought that was a little advantage I had. And I looked because, hey, I pitched to contact. I wanted you to hit the ball. So there was plenty of contact being made. And, you know, if I could burn somebody's hands one time, they didn't want to get up there the second. Yeah, that's kind of what you found, right? You know, tell us, tell us some of the findings you had in that, in that article that you had. Well, yeah, I mean, the hitters also lose uh, on the average batted ball for 10 degrees of temperature. They lose, uh, you know, they lose a bunch of feet on their batted ball. So they, you know, it's, it's bad to hit in the cold weather. And you're, what you're saying is totally right. They, they throw pitchers, especially lefties, throw inside more on, on cold days. And they go to sinkers more often, uh, and they're, they're looking for contact, and they're looking for bad contact. So that part, you know, is all in there. But... I did find a little bit of an effect when it came to sliders and four-seamers not moving as well as they normally do and uh, pitchers using them less and sliders and four-seamers being less effective. So there's something about cold weather that makes those pitches less effective. There's a little bit less spin rate. Uh, there's, maybe it's because of the humidity that comes when normally cold, cold days are drier. Uh, but the, there's a, a whole host of reasons. For whatever reason, fewer four-seamers fewer sliders because they're not as good. Yeah, I could see that. You know, or the two seamer the the sinker like when you know what I when I pitched and I uh, I didn't have that problem really I think in colder weather. It seemed to sink just fine. You know. And of course a little bit wet yeah, wet, wet weather, see then you need to teach the spitball a little bit. You might as well take advantage of the wetness. You know if you know what you're <laughs> well, doing out there. One of the things that was actually the most important I think that came out of this I thought you know, cold was one thing, whether one way or the other. Like people would have a real hard opinion about cold. The pitchers actually didn't care as much about cold. They wanted to know how wet it was, how humid it was. And they said that if if it was cold and wet, they can grip the ball, uh, the ball bites, and everything's fine. They said the only really bad days are cold and dry, like a cold day in Arizona or a, you know a cold day in in Coors Field where it's super dry. They said those days you can't get the ball to bite and the ball feels like a like a cue ball, and, and you can't get any grip on it. Really interesting stuff. Did you find any guys that had some extreme splits or really uh, strong success, maybe in cold weather, since that's what you were focusing on, any any pitchers that really thrived in that situation? No, but I had a couple guys that had grown up in it that that uh, laughed, laughed at the whole idea. Chris Basso was like, I'm from Ohio, man. I've been in cold weather. <laughs> Sergio Romo and Kevin, Kevin Gosman, uh both of them said that, they, they pitched in, in really cold weather in, 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 in Colorado. Uh, and they said the only thing that they saw was sometimes the slider didn't bite at the drive. So um, definitely some guys are more used to it than others. I, I, I know that San Diego has been signing a lot of Florida pitchers. Maybe they're not used to the cold weather they're going to run into in San Diego. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, hmm, interesting. Well, we'll see about that. Do you, you know, a lot of guys, obviously a lot of journalists, media members kind of do traditional question and answers with these players. Do you find that when a pitcher sees you coming and you have this kind of weird off-center uh, off kind of story idea or this kind of research that maybe even helps them out, that they are more receptive to, to talking to you? Because this is not the stuff they're getting in the clubhouse every day after a win or a loss. Yeah, you know, the first couple of years in the clubhouse, people didn't know who I was. And the, the first couple of questions, they, they kind of looked at me like I was crazy, and then they got into it. Now I've got players actually coming up to me with research questions. So Jed Lowry asked me to research the wind stream, the jet stream in Oakland. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Zach, Greinke, Zach Greinke wants me to research park factors in a certain way for him. So Because, you know, he's out there in Arizona having a hard time. So. Uh, you know, now, now players actually have questions for me. There's, sometimes they'll, they'll ask me, are you finished? And then what do you think about this? Andrew Haney pulled me aside and said, can you tell me about spin rates? And I was like, yeah, because I know your boss isn't telling you about spin rates. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's another one for you to, uh, to, to put on the list. Uh, there's been so many theories over the years about Peco Park and early in the year when the m marine layer is thick here and how the ball travels when it's dry as compared to, you know, when it's overcast and cloudy. And, you know, I'm guessing you haven't done any research on that yet. But, I mean, that's something that meteorologists locally have tried to figure out. Uh, things have changed the last couple of years, but it's been uh, something that's been a hot topic here in San Diego for the last 12 years. Well, also a new building, or actually not the new building, the new uh, screen up there. I was just going to say that, the, the, yeah, the new buildings have to come, come into a factor when you come in here now. Yeah, yeah so. and, you know, I am looking into studying wind, and we are going to, I'm going to put Petco on the list of, of ballparks that we have to study, because yeah. it is really interesting. But the thing about wind is, if, if you're an architect, when you take a, a wind study of a ballpark, you have to do it at, like, 5 feet, 10 feet, 20 feet, 25 feet, because there's wind. Wind is really different at every level. And so you can't just go into a ballpark and take one reading and say, okay, the wind is going this one direction at this one speed, because that's, that may be what's happening sort of generally or above the stadium, but inside the stadium there's all sorts of crazy things that happen with wind. And that's, that's basically what Ted Lowry is asking about. He says he thinks that the, the wind hits uh, Mount Davis in Oakland and comes back into the field of play and knocks balls <laughs> yeah. down. So. Yeah. He should have pitched. A, he should have pitched a couple of days in Candlestick. I'll show you some wind. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, you know. Thanks, man. We look Sounds forward like to a the big circle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we look forward to the findings of your meteorology report, and I uh, will definitely get you back on the show <laughs> later on in the yeah. year once you find uh, that data. And good out. luck with that Cholula you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, because it might not yeah, come yeah, for right. us. <laughs> That's Eno Zaris right. from Fangraphs.com. Thank Thanks so much. For, uh, not swinging by, but dialing in. Uh, don't forget, folks, you can uncap real flavor with Cholula hot sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. We're going to come back and preview tonight's lineup right after this on Padres Social Hour. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. Thanks again to Eno Saros from Fangrass for joining us last segment. Uh, he says there how a lot of players have been coming to him now for some help in their games. Randy, would you have ever gone to a, a beat writer or a TV guy in your day and asked no, for help? No, no, no. Just wasn't, we knew ha where the, wasn't happening. We huh? knew where the ball carried and where it didn't. And, you know, we, we pretty much knew the snur wherever we played. Come on. You know. <laughs> Is it cold? Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, all right, well, there you go. Randy would not have been a, a big media darling. Uh, checking out the tweets, this hot dog conversation is just taking a life of its own. Yeah. Uh, Cranky Ed tweeting in nice. with a, a non-baseball tweet 
Says hot dogs with mustard and onions and peanuts, too. Glad to see you having good fun, job. Ed. Hey, you I, go, Ed. That's good stuff there. That's a good meal. That's a good meal right there? Yeah. A little hot I was dog, actually thinking about, you know, in the old days, you know, well, they had the, the hot peanuts. Remember? The, yeah. That, that was the old school. That's what you got. You got a bag of warmed it. They were warm. I actually don't remember that. Sorry. <laughs> you, you wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> and they're really good, by the way. I bet. Oh, it sounds delightful. They're no, delicious. Oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. really are. But that's a thing of the past. Cold beverage of choice, warm bag of peanuts, good combo. But, yeah, not anymore. Um, all right, let's get to today's lineup, and it's presented by United. And it's the same lineup as yesterday. So if you remember that one, you've got the same set. It's John Jay, Will Myers, Matt Kemp, one, two, three, in center first and right. Then Melvin Upton Jr. in left. Derek Norris catching Alexei Ramirez at short. Jamila Weeks at second. Adam Rosales at third. James Shields pitching, looking for his first win of the year. Takes us to the Supercuts head-to-head challenge. And yesterday, the couch had the first pick. Went with Will Myers, who continued his hitting streak. But Melvin Upton, who was picked by Blooper, had the better game. Went one for four with a run, a steal, a walk. That awesome outfield assist where he had the gun down at second base. So that brings Blooper within one. It's now six to five couch. And Blooper gets the first pick today, trying to equalize. Bloop, who you got? I'm going to go with Will Myers. All right. Will Myers has been picked uh, every wow. day for more than a week straight by either the couch or a blooper. So, Gracie, over to you. Uh, I'm going to go with the left-hander in the lineup, John Jay. Uh, former NL Central foes with uh, Johnny Cueto. Good numbers against Johnny Cueto. So, I'm going to go with John Jay. Bad Pretty pick. good. There you go. Randy, how, hey, how do you I, think about those? Well, do you have a question I, I, for me? Well, yeah. Just who, who would you go with? It's a good question. He's going to analyze the metrics Maybe, over there. Remember, who's going to have the bigger impact the biggest on the positive game? impact, positive yeah. Positive impact. I would go with Matt Kemp today. Wow. That yeah. was my second choice. I mean, three for five yesterday. Ju- just got robbed from that home run yesterday. He's been kind of quiet while Myers and Upton have been Doubles machine team. lately. Doubles, doubles turn to home runs once you get the muscles warmed up, and I think it's just a matter of well, time. You're not going to get warmed clicking. up in San Francisco. All right, yeah, especially this week. Whew. They're uh, chilly up there. But yep. I would have gone Kemp today. I good think job. he's turning a corner. All right. Yeah. I, hey, I hope we're all right. Yeah. Well, My points Ran- don't count. Randy would have gone with the pitcher. That's right. Gone Shocker. With James Shields. Go with Shields, yeah. That's right. We Go shall on. see. Uh, so we'll see what those uh, results are tomorrow. Uh, so it's, again, it's Will Myers yet again versus – who did you – I already forgot, Grace. Yeah, John, John Jay. Jay. <laughs> yeah, John, John Jay. Jay Federals. <laughs> You're making a real impression on the guy, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, I'm going to sneak let, into my corner. Who, who, let this, who let this guy host? Uh, at Super Cuts, they pay attention to every detail, the cut, the lines, the hot towel finish, so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find the Supercuts near you at supercuts.com. We're back to wrap things up here on Padres Social Hour. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. 7-15, first pitch, less than an hour away. We're back here in the AMR studio, getting ready to wrap things up, and the tweets keep coming in about the hot dog toppings. <laughs> and now we've got a couple of teacher's pets. Uh, so 3B Zine tweeting in, got to do that Randy Jones Kebasa with mustard Ooh, and onions. Scary thought That's the his kielbasa. go-to. That is good stuff. Oh, uh, Friar, Friar Blue then saying, hot dogs with relish, onions, and Randy Jones barbecue sauce. So we got the people now really pandering to the, the big, the big dogs. You know, they, they're taking really their lead from Blooper, who did the same thing. Yeah, yeah he did. Right. He came. He For came. He came around with nachos and yeah, whatever he said. I'm, I'm, think, I'm thinking about <laughs> doing a guaranteed win night. 
What's uh, what what uh, every, what does that entail? Every once in a while, I just kind of get excited and I think about just calling it guaranteed win night. Is that tonight one of them? Yeah, I'm gonna go with guaranteed win night with James. Really, Randy guaranteed Jones win guaranteeing night. a win tonight. We're getting it done tonight. All wow. right, nice. You're gonna make a score prediction or just a win? No, just a win. All right, I dig it. Just win, baby. Uh, right. We didn't get to do a congratulations yesterday to Hunter Renfro. Pacific Coast League Player of the Week last week. So congrats, Hunter. want to make sure that we gave him a little shout-out there. Careful, man. You get called up, Hunter. <laughs> no, that, uh, that Super 2 uh, arbitration, we don't know that date yet, but I'm sure he'll be down there for a while. Four straight games with a home run. Uh, had himself a great week. Uh, six runs, seven RBIs, I think. Or six RBIs, yeah. seven runs. 1,500 OPS, something like that. Yeah, over 1,500 on the OPS. Uh, you know, a lot of people, they see those numbers and they think, or even Manny Margot's tearing it up, like, yep. oh, get these guys up now. But oh. let the chicken bake in the oven a little yeah, bit. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get a few more bats now. Uh, Robert Thiebaud on Twitter tweeted in, who's the best Padres player on the roster for years to come? These are all guys that are in the minors, but you see Renfro is maybe a, a franchise cornerstone piece. What's hey. his ceiling? Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I, th I think he's got a real potential of being one of those guys. Yeah, but yeah. I've seen the consistency in the minor leagues. Got to project it out. But, yeah, Hunter Renfro is going to be a name. The defense could take him to another level. Yeah. Uh, and that power is nice. Tomorrow we've got a morning show, 1130. It's me, Bob Scanlon, and Ben Higgins. Tonight, watch the Padres game, even though Randy's already guaranteed it's a victory. Guaranteed one night. James Shields, see if he can bring it home. Thanks for watching. This was Padres Social Hour.